amazing. I've been waiting for this since freshman year, and now that's actually happening, I'm so excited. Hello, and welcome to the next edition of Give and Go on GameTimeCT.com. My name is Scott Erickson. I'm the girls basketball beat writer for GameTimeCT. And we are joined, as always, by super duper super producer Pete Pagawaga. Pete, good morning. How are you, Scott? I'm great. I'm fantastic. <clears throat> uh, that clip we heard coming into the show was Ashley Wilson after Norwalk knocked off number one New London. That was a great game. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Pete's making a very weird face at me. I didn't know that's, if it was Oh, a that's face. just my face. Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, your default face. Yes, that is my default face. <laughs> you might want to work on that. A little bit. A little it's bit. a little concerning. When you look. Just a little bit. It's a good thing you're not a doctor. No, my God, no. Thank God, no. Oh, Doc, what's wrong? Your face does not look good. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Norwalk went up to New London. Uh, it was one of three games between top ten teams this past week. Awesome week of basketball for the girls, but talking about that new that Norwalk game a little bit, 49-47, they'd come up ranked number two. It just worked out that Trumbull had lost the week before, so you get an awesome matchup. You don't usually get the one-versus-two matchups, but no. we got it, and it lived up to it, and it was a playoff game. I mean, <clears throat> the teams will tell you, you know, it's a, it's a mid-January game. It doesn't matter as much, but everything about that game was a double-L playoff game. Uh, I'd be surprised if these two aren't both playing in the Final Four uh, you know, obviously, depending on how the draw works out, they could face each other before that. Uh, the freshman, Serenity Mayhew, stepped up with a huge second half, scored 10 points for Norwalk. Uh, KD Spencer-Roman for New London really held Wilson in check the whole game. Uh, first half, Wilson was kind of standing in the corner, didn't score until the third quarter. And that that's, to me, what makes this even a little more amazing is that she had, I think, seven points for the game all in the second half, and Norwalk still beat the number one team in the state while their best player stood in the corner, essentially, for 16 minutes and was face-guarded by Katie Romer Spencer, uh, Spencer Roman. Yeah, it just seems like New London, they weren't going to let Ashley Wilson beat them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, credit credit to Coach Fuller and the rest of the girls for uh, for stepping up and, and doing enough to win without Ashley. But also credit to Ashley for not getting frustrated and and kind of play, okay, fine, if I'm not going to do it today, I'll do it on the defensive end, or when my time does come, I'm going to step up, I'm going to score, and I'm going to do what, the different things that it takes for, uh, for for her to win. Yeah, you could see a kid in that situation getting frustrated, throwing up bad shots. She didn't do that. She didn't force anything. She took it when it came, and then in the second half, she had a couple opportunities. She capitalized on them. She got to the free throw line once, uh, and then she scored two other baskets. Um, Norwalk went to a zone defense, which really slowed New London down. New London's really experienced in the front in the front court uh their backward players are freshmen sophomores so you saw a little bit of that inexperience with them trying to hold an 11 point lead in this game and the coach talked about it after the game you know holly said we're young in the backcourt everyone thinks that we're this experienced team because we have these three senior forwards but having guards that know how to take care of the ball and know how to build and work a lead is, is a really important thing and the new london girls are, are still learning that and you forget that sometimes when you talk about kids that are 14, 15 years old and freshman, sophomore yeah, in high school. I mean, yeah, and they're both, I want to say that the, the other guard and her name eludes me right now. I believe she is a, a transfer in from NFA. Right. Um, so, like, that's new to the team as well, even though she is a sophomore. So yeah. X amount of games with, with the girls on this team. 
And uh, it was a great start. Like you're, you're coming and you're playing against a Norwalk team that has played together, you know. And they, when you have number one next to your name, you have the target on your back. Yeah. And you're going to get the best from every team every single night in conference, out of conference. And especially when the number two team's coming up, they got that long drive. Maybe, you, you know, you kind of jump on them early. But, you know, this is a very well-coached Norwalk team, and uh, they wanted to be number one. Um, the poll comes out later on Tuesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday. On Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, so this is Tuesday. It'll come up Wednesday. Norwalk should be the number one team. I can't imagine anyone not voting for them number one. Yes, yeah, so we've seen crazier things, but I know I voted for Norwalk one. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Norwalk one. I haven't filled out my poll yet, but I will vote for them one. I, I don't see any other way you can go. Um, obviously, you know, Trumbull lost to Hamden. Hamden's got two losses now. Um, Newington lost to Windsor last night. I mean, I guess people could consider Windsor. Their only loss is out of state, but... Norwalk goes up to New London and beats number one. To me, they're number one, and I don't think it's even a question. I Again, I'd be shocked if someone didn't, but I, I see these polls that people send in every week, and there's always a few things. <laughs> like, a couple what, of eye-raising. What is going on with this? Yeah, a couple of eye-raising. I mean, it's interesting there at the top because you have Hamden, Trumbull, East Haven. Yeah. Who all beat each other. Yeah. And then you have Norwalk and New London. Nor they played Nor. You know, a lot of these teams have crossed over and played. Yeah, which is great. So yeah. it's kind of it's great, but it's also kind of hard where you're like, wait, who who plays where? Who who's who beat who? Right. And if Trumbull beats Norwalk in a couple of weeks, then you're really like, who's number one? And I think that really, last year I think going into the tournament, we all thought, look, if Mercy doesn't win this, it's going to be pretty surprising. Yeah. Going into the Double L tournament this year, good luck picking a winner of this thing like yep. honestly you could look at the top six and if you want to go down into like east hartford eo smith glastonbury um danbury's gonna get their shot at norwalk this week we'll see if they're up on that same level right now yep um but it's just gonna be such a war for those games and those games these games have all been really good and close like trumbull and hamden was a two-point game and now norwalk and new london's a two-point game new london and east haven was a three-point game with Mackenzie Helms fouling out in the last minute of the game. As or the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> That's important. Uh, speaking of Mackenzie Helms, uh, they had a huge win. East Haven went – so Hamden knocks off Trumbull, and then East Haven, three days later, beats Hamden. Uh, so Mackenzie Helms goes into that game, scores 35 points, 27 in the second half. Listen, I know you've been on the bandwagon. Since I am not. Okay. No, 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 you, you started the bandwagon. I am the bandwagon. You are the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I am the bandwagon. <laughs> Say my name. I am the one who knocks. Um, <laughs> okay, to Pete's credit, 100% since December, he has been on the Mackenzie Helms bandwagon. I, I, I'm on. I'm fully on. And here's what I'm going to say. I think she might be the best player in the state. She's the best player that I've seen. I mean... So You've you, seen a lot more than I have. I've seen a lot. I haven't seen McKenzie yet. I really want to go see them play the rematch against Hamden next week. I hope I can get up to that game. So the best girl that I've seen so far is Tania Thompson. She scored 20 in that game. She played really well. I, I think she's an awesome player. But McKenzie Helms seems to really step up her game in these big games. And that's a huge win for an L school, East Haven, beating Hamden. I know it's an SEC game, so you never know. But well, you talk about, I mean, playing in the biggest games is – Wildly important, right? Because right. when you get to the state tournament or the conference tournament, all the games are big games. Right. And you look at 
East Haven, let me pull up their schedule right now. The loss to New London, McKenzie had like 20-plus. Right. Great game. Shot him back in the game. Big game against Hamden. Huge night. And she's big games where she steps up and plays extremely well. I mean, they're 13-2. and two. They haven't lost since the New London game. Just kidding. They lost the East Line by one. <laughs> but since so then... They're 13-2 they the... with two losses by four points. What we look for in these games, like a lot of girls can go out and dominate when they're playing the bad teams. You look for what these girls do against the other best teams. She seems to play her best basketball against the other best teams. Yeah. Going out against a team like, like Hamden that plays really good defense and scoring 35 points, that's no joke. Like That is legit scoring output on any night. If you went out and scored that against the worst team in the SEC, it'd be impressive. You go out and do that against Hamden, that's crazy. There's some yeah. nights Hamden doesn't even give up 35 points as, exactly. as, a, as a team. Yeah, and I mean, this is, uh, this is again, this is, I think I have, I think in my last poll I sent to you, let me pull it up because I did it really late last night. Yeah, I have East Haven 3. Yeah, that's fair. They, they're ahead of Hamden because they beat Hamden, Hamden beat Trumbull. They lost by three points to New London in a game they could have easily won. And Norwalk is the number one team because they're undefeated and they just beat New London and they've beaten everyone that's ahead of them. So, And here's the thing. Helms is not taking anyone by surprise. You know what I mean? Like, everyone knows about her. Yeah, so she Han- was good on last year's team that won the state title. She came from, I believe she played for Choate before she transferred back last year. I read stories on game time. Oh. <laughs> so she's going D one. Yeah, I mean, she's going like, Nebraska. Hamden obviously was a she was obviously a focus of Hamden's defense, like in every team she plays, and she yep. still went out and put up thirty five points. Super impressive. I can't wait to actually see her play in person because it's it's one thing to read about her and see video highlights, but uh, I hope to see them next week. They're at Hamden, so I can go try that uh, Thai restaurant that Coachman. That hey, Coach you want? Was that, was, was that about. the fifth? I think so. All right, mate, we'll get dinner. Okay, we're going tie. We'll get, we'll get and then we'll go over to the game. I have a story that afternoon at yeah. like two ish. Yeah. I should be home by like four. Fantastic. Maybe we'll grab a little dinner and then we'll go to the handing you save again? I'm down. Okay. I'm down. All right. I just good. need to get clearance to go, but otherwise yeah, 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 uh, yeah. otherwise I'm there, man. Sounds good. I'll just uh, go and watch. I think it's going to be an awesome game. It's in Hamden. You got to think Hamden's going to be fired up to try to get a, a shot back at them. I mean, yeah. East Haven beat him by double digits the first time. Um, the other top 10 game that played this week was last night. Uh, Windsor-Newington, I think we all had high hopes for that game to be really competitive, but Windsor just locked down their defense in the second half uh, with Gelly, or is it Jelly? Gelly? I'm going to go Gelly. Oh, let's say Gelly. It sounds better. Gelly and Tyra Anderson uh, just absolutely with man-to-man defense shut down Newington. Uh, it was a 14-11 Windsor lead at the half. They went on a 9-2 run. Windsor had 19 steals in this game. Incredible defensive performance. You can go read about the whole game on Game Time CT. We were there. We were covering this thing. Shout out to the boss man, Tron Barker, for going up to Windsor and covering it. Th- that's awesome because it's awesome that, that somebody went from our, our outlet and it's awesome that the boss did it. The boss man. <laughs> <laughs> so he made the trip. He even, he even tweeted out a video. So I saw the video of the coach. The yeah. bar is high. The bar is high. Shante Frazier played a really good game for Newington there. Um, and then the UMass Lowell commit for Windsor, uh, Denise Solis, uh, the senior, had 11 points, 7 rebounds. Look, Windsor is 16-1. and one. They are the top of Class L. Uh, Notre Dame Fairfield also has one loss. 
And then Bullard Havens has one loss. So Bullard Havens is probably going to end up... I looked at Bullard Havens' schedule. They don't have a lot of challenges coming up. So they're probably going to end up as one of the top four seeds in Class L. Uh, Hamden's obviously... I mean, not Hamden. Uh, East Haven is right there with two losses. And then you have Hill House with three. Uh, Hill House with three. So, you know, Class L is very top-heavy, in my opinion. Um, I would love to see, eventually, a Windsor-Notre Dame-Fairfield game, East Haven-Notre Dame-Fairfield, East Haven-Windsor, once we get into that tournament. Uh, I think that would be a really fun, fun time. Uh, we are going to take a super quick break and be right back on Give and Go. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. We are back on Give Batman. and Go. <laughs> I mean, the 1960s camp Batman is still my favorite. I like it better than all the movies. And No way. I, I do. I'm just telling you that I do. I just, Christopher I, I, Nolan's Batman with Christian Bale. Is, yeah, I understand. It's a lot. I just of, watched The Dark Knight two nights ago. It's a lot of effects, and there's some good stuff in there. But I mean, you just can't beat the campy value of the uh, yeah, 1960s you can. Those outfits version. are atrocious. Right up, <laughs> right up there with George Clooney's Batman suit. <laughs> I like that Batman's not like buff. He just got like a like a, like a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever have a chance, go check out the 1960s TV show. Hard of that. pass. Um, hard pass. <laughs> I haven't watched since I was a kid. It's probably really terrible. Um, I want to talk about Cromwell for a second. Cromwell last night ran their shoreline winning streak to 44 games. 44 games. That's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, 64-42 over Coggenchog. Um, Coggenchog, I think, has lost four in a row or five in a row now. But Still a good program. Still, still a well great, great program. But Cromwell is just absolutely rolling through that league right now uh they play new london later in the year that won't count against them in the uh in the shoreline but they do go out there and play new london at new london uh so vanessa stoles janner had 22 points in this game they've won the league three years in a row uh they're 13 and 2 this year this is their ninth win in a row this year but to win that many games in your league in a row is crazy. I, we'd have to call Joe Morellian to find out what, you know what the record is around. But that's a long 44. one. Forty-four. I mean, this is they're aiming to win their fourth straight uh, consecutive shoreline title. Yeah. And they beat a team, which is amazing when you look like Cogginshaw won Class S last year. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Watson, uh, good dude. Yeah. So a teacher in Meriden. Yeah. Really nice guy. But, I mean, this is a team. They won the Class S championship last year, yet Cromwell has still won the league three years in a row. Like, that's that's impressive. It's impressive, and 44 in a row is, is crazy in your league. You just figure at some point you'll get knocked off by a rival or someone. You'll have a bad night. But they have not had bad nights at all. Um, it must be nice. It must be nice to not have bad nights. I mean – I'm trying to see if anyone's been close with them. Coggenchog is probably the closest. If 47-33, one game. Every other game they won, uh, Morgan was within 11, that, and that's it. That's the closest thing. You know, and they're, they're only lost this year to Newtown and Norwalk. So those are both top 10 teams. So Cromwell is obviously going to be a team that we're going to have to watch. Are they M or are they S? I believe. They're M. 
They are M. They're M, yeah. So in Class M right now, we have Colby at uh, number one at 14 and one. Northwestern, Brookshire, 13 and one. Uh, Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart's having a heck of a year too for the for the girls. You know, yes, we always talk are. about their boys program, but their girls program is fourteen and two, playing really well in the NVL right now. Uh, and then Cromwell's thirteen and two, and then you get like Sheehan, Berlin. I mean, that Class M tournament is gonna be pretty good too. This is a, a Sheehan team with a lot back from a team that ran the table, not ran the table fully last year, but made a decent run. Uh, they got Olivia Robles back. Uh, they have a lot of uh, good talent up there in Wallingford, and they they've won five in a row. Uh, they got a really big. They have two big games coming up. They get Hill House and they get uh, Mercy uh, in their next Half two games. Mercy. So Mercy is so I I voted for them in my top ten this week. Uh, yeah, I mean they lost an out of state game, but uh, other than that, they are absolutely on a roll. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of their last in state games. They lost the one game to the New Hampshire team on fire i mean nobody's going to want to play them in the postseason no, i wouldn't want nobody i wouldn't want to play them the rest of the way they have figured it out uh so they Ooh, get she and mark they, that on your calendar february 11th at east haven at east haven the last game of the season yeah um i don't know what if that'll be important for them i, th- I think it would be uh, for seeding for the time. seccs yeah yeah um so anyway cromwell you know we're obviously going to keep an eye on them and see if they can keep this going I, you know looking at their schedule they have a few more games in, you know, in league that could pose a problem. Uh, you know, Morgan's having a pretty good year. Uh, Valley Regional's okay. Uh, North Brantford, I don't think can upset them, but North Brantford's given some teams some Thunderbirds, some trouble this year. Are they the Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. They oh, that's wear a good purple. one. It's a very nice. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, North Brantford and Westbrook. I think Westbrook's purple. Yeah. The East Granby's purple as well. Really? Yeah. Shout out to East Granby. Um, they're all in the same league. No, East Granby. Uh, Granby's in the ECC. No, Gr- East Granby's in the NCCC. NCCCCCCCCCCCCC. Extra CCs. Yeah, I think those are the only purple schools in the state, but I could be wrong. West Hill's purple. Oh, duh, and West Hill. They have their own Nike purple color. If you didn't know that story, you should look that up. It was very interesting. They have their own Nike purple color that no college, that no team that has Nike is ever allowed to wear. And they um, get to repurpose all the Minnesota Vikings gear because you can just buy NFL gear and it looks like your school gear, you know. That's why Joey took the job. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that whistle's purple. Anyway, purple, great color. Not as good as orange and blue like Lyman Hall, but. Uh, I just want to talk. Yeah, go through the classes. Uh, we talked a little bit about them. Uh, in Class S, Houstonic Regional is still on top there. Uh, they're the only undefeated team besides Norwalk. Birch League. Um, looking at their schedule, uh, they do have – oh, there's changes. Changes are being made because of the snow tonight. Uh, they do play Northwestern. They're at Northwestern on, on February 12th. So They do, but I think the one that stands out, yes, obviously Northwestern, but they do play New Fairfield Yes, in a nice at-a-conference game, which is not a very common thing for – Virtual league teams. Yeah, it's good that they play that they play New Fairfield. Uh, New Fairfield's having a pretty good season. And they beat Immaculate too. Yeah, uh, and they played Colby really well, and uh, and they played um, Notre Dame Fairfield pretty well. They were within ten points of them. So, yeah, New Fairfield would be a good. Uh, th- that could be the game they lose. Um, but in conference, I think Northwestern's really the only team that could knock them off. I, I don't yeah. know how how Gilbert. I don't think Gilbert's. Yellow Jackets, baby. 
I don't know how Gilbert is this year. Uh, uh, ten and four, they're okay. Yeah, they, but they, you know, they have nah, lost, they already okay. lost to Houston Hanek and Northwestern. <laughs> Look, the Berkshire League. Nobody knows more about the Berkshire League than me. That's um, true. At least on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Between the two of but us, like, you there's always like the one or two really good teams up here. Yeah. And then you get the third team and the fourth team that have like a handful of losses that are two, the one and two seeds, which yeah. are really good. Right. And they'll dominate and they'll play in the championship for the Berkshire League will probably be Housatonic and Northwestern. And that game will be something like 25 to 24. And Fred <laughs> Williams is going to be smiling year to year. Again, I'm going to say we have to get Fred Williams on the Fred's show. Fred's got to come on the show. we got to get Fred on the show. Um, and then East Hampton's 13 and 1 and still an S. Uh, St. Paul's 14 and 2. Uh, Trinity's only got two losses, 11 and 2. They're going to be really dangerous in that, in that tournament, uh, depending on their draw. Putnam's 13 and 2. Um, yeah, I mean, Class S is not super deep, but there are some teams in there that could uh, definitely cause some problems. Shake it up. Shake it up. Um, and then in Class M, uh, Colby's on top right now. Northwestern's number two. They both have one loss. Uh, and we said Sacred Heart and Cromwell are next. And then Sheehan. Uh, Berlin's been playing really well. Um, Berlin has a game coming up. Uh, who are they? They playing? got Ledger. They got Newington. Oh, they got Newington next Monday. Yeah. yeah, that's the game that I was looking at. Um, yeah, Newington. We'll see. I mean, Newington. That's uh, is is Berlin CCC or are they NCCC? No, they're CCC. No, they're CCC. CCC. Okay. Yeah. Trying to keep it all straight with the yeah. Okay, so that's an in-conference game for uh, Newington and Berlin. That'll be a good one. Yep. Uh, we want. We should mention uh, after we go through that that Jackie Donardo at uh, Danbury. Going for her 500th win. That was supposed to be tonight. The game's been postponed to Wednesday night. Uh, she's playing in Stanford. Uh, and then they get Norwalk Friday. So if she doesn't get it then, she gets to play Norwalk on Friday. Um, I don't know if you read it, but Jeff Jacobs wrote an awesome, awesome, awesome story about her. Really goes in-depth into her much more than just uh, basketball stuff. Kind of talks about her whole life and her husband. And oh, It was awesome. It was such, a it's such a fantastic story. One of the best I've read, yeah. you know, in a while. Um, and Jeff can do those. I mean, when Jeff sits down with someone and has, has a good story yeah. to tell, he he knocks out the park. Oh, absolutely. And so listen, go on Game Time CT and uh, read that story. And I don't know if you saw how they won four ninety nine, but Ward scored with like seven seconds left to go up, and then Danbury comes down and Susanna Alameda hit a three with three point eight seconds left to win the game. That was a coach's first cancer night. Uh, Jackie's in honor of her, her honor of her husband who passed away. Uh, Dave Denko's, you know, one of the winningest coaches in the FCAC too. She and Jackie have been friends a long time, and I guess after the shot was made, that Denko was just laid out flat on the floor. Lay on the floor. He was laughing. <laughs> she said. Which at that point, you're just kind of shaking your head and you're like, "All right, like I, I didn't expect to win this game anyway." How could you? No, not with uh, everything going their way. And you, you want to know what the crazy thing is about the Stanberry team? And, uh, you know, you saw them – you knew at the beginning of the year, like, Danbury would, like – their and the Danbury Twitter account's, like, pretty awesome. The really good. Yeah. yeah, they do such a great job. Um, they, like, tweeted out, she, you know, coaches X amount. So I remember, like, taking this screenshot, like, sending it to you and Ryan. I was like, hey, just, like, a heads up on this. And, you know, you guys had already known. But it was like you're looking at it, and it's like, all right, she's 11 away or she's 12 away. And it's like, they're 0-3. Yeah. Like <laughs> – are they going to win 12 games this year? And then they just go on an 11-game win streak, and now they're one away. 
One away. They're one away. 11-game win streak. I don't even think, with all the talk with Trumbull and uh, with Trumbull and Norwalk there in the FCAC and Trinity Catholic, I mean, I don't know what Danbury's schedule is. I, to be honest, I really haven't looked at it. But no one is really talking about that Danbury team. I feel like a lot of te- people are rightfully so are talking about coach. Yeah. You know, 500 wins, 500 wins. That's absurd. But, like, Danbury's also 11-3. and 11-3. and three. And they, they haven't played Trinity yet. They haven't played uh, Norwalk yet. They get Norwalk Friday. They get Trinity next week. Um, <clears throat> those are going to be tough games. They, they did lose to Trumbull in those first three games, but they also lost to Newtown. But then they came back and beat Ludlow. They beat New Milford. They beat Richfield. Uh, they beat St. Joe's. And then they beat Ward. So, look, who knows? We'll see how they do against Norwalk. That's that's the real test. That's the test. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I said to someone, I'm going to that game. They said, do you think that's going to be a good game? I think Norwalk's really much better. I said, Danbury's only got three losses. Like, yeah. That's not They're the third-place team in the league or second-place team in the FCAC. Or in the top four, you know, yeah. along with, with Trinity, Norwalk, Trumbull. Yep. Um, but look, Jackie DiNardo, it's such a great story. And she would be the first woman coach in Connecticut to reach the 500 wow. mark. So I think that makes it even more impressive that to be the first woman to do something like that. Yeah. Um, let's go through some of the top performers and then a few games to watch, and then we will bounce out of here. Uh, your girl, Mackenzie Helms. We already talked about it, but 27 of 35 in the second half. Absurd. Uh, absurd. Yeah. Uh, Kara McGettigan from Pomperog, uh, she had 26 points in a win over Bunnell. Uh, Megan Landslidle from Stanford had 19 points, including four threes in a win against Greenwich. Uh, Megan Bauman from East Lyme, uh, she had 26 points. She got her 1,000th point uh, in December, by the way. We yes. just posted a photo. So good for her. Yes. <clears throat> you can always follow along. the. Uh, those are in the notebook every week that we post on Wednesday yep. night. You can see all the 1,000-point scores. We have one every week. So uh, there's, a, there's another like one this everyone. week. I forget who it is, but it, uh, we have and, it. And Mia, uh, Mia Judatis just got it at Cheshire. Oh, here. Uh, oh, Megan Bauman, East Lyme. She's, yeah. the, she's the one this yeah, week. Yeah, and, and Mia Judatis got it, I think, last week. Last week, yep. Cheshire and then Liv Robles the week before from Sheen and then uh, Kaylee Lipka from Lemon Hall. The Record Journal's having a field day with all these thousand point scores, <laughs> by the way. But there's literally one every week. I mean, no, I know. Uh, That's absurd. Sarah Wolgamuth from Hand uh, had 23 points in a loss to Wilbur Cross. Uh, Tara Fair from Weaver, who's having a really good year. The senior guard had 19 in a win over Amistad. Uh, Amaya Riviera from Sacred Heart. Uh, put in 24 uh, in, a, in a rivalry game against Crosby. That same game, Tiana Pullman uh, from Crosby scored. Uh, she had four threes on her way to 30 points um, in, in the loss. Uh, Alice Kelly from Weathersfield scored 36 points in a win over Middletown. And then uh, we talked about Vanessa Stoll's Janner uh, having the 22 points against Kaganchog in their 44 game win streak uh she's having a great year too Stoles Janner kind of flying under the radar there playing in the in the shoreline league um we got a couple games to watch coming up here uh Wednesday night uh tomorrow night uh Hill House at Sheehan uh this has become a really big game in the S- in the SEC and then huge state implications too um Sheehan beat Hill House 47-44 on January 11th, so Sheehan's going to be looking for a little bit of revenge here. This game's at Sheehan. Uh, also, then on Thursday, 
the team Pete was just talking about, New Fairfield, is playing at Bethel. Uh, you know, as the league playoffs get close, these kind of games become huge for teams uh, as they're fighting for the playoff spots. They're not they're not one of the top teams, but they're in the middle of the pack for a playoff spot. Um, same thing in the uh, shoreline on Thursday when Morgan plays Coggenchog. <clears throat> Coggenchog's lost four in a row. I mean, we all thought they were going to be one of the best teams in that league, and now they're kind of on the cusp of not making it. Uh, Friday, we get Danbury Norwalk. She could be going, uh, Jackie could be going for 500. I mean, she could just be going to knock off the number one team in the state. <laughs> I think it's going to be, a, I, I think it's going to be a good contest. I hope it's going to be a good contest because yeah. I'm going to be there. Um, next Monday, Berlin at Newington, uh, two of the top five, five teams in the CCC, uh, will be going at it in that one. Uh, East Haven Hamden next Tuesday. Hamden's obviously going to have revenge on their minds. I want to go take a look at Mackenzie Helms. Um, speaking of that game, I just want to let the listeners know the um, the East Haven bandwagon will uh, officially stop selling tickets uh, an hour before the Hamden game. Get on now or forever watch from so the you, side. So you're either on or you're off. That's right. I'm hopping on. I'm, I'm on the East Haven bandwagon now. Welcome. We'll get Thai food and we'll take the train, <laughs> the East Haven train there. <laughs> Uh, one last game Tuesday, St. Paul at Watertown. Um, there's seven teams in the NBL right now that have at least ten wins. These are two of them. That league is really split in half with teams that are playing well and teams that are not. All right, Pete. That's it, buddy. That yeah, was fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. I always have fun. You always have fun? I always have you fun. Do, you, you're a good time, Charlie. <laughs>